New Zealand-based home renovation company, 6,593% ROAS. Sydney-based solar company, 2,700% ROAS. Hunter region-based bathroom renovation company, 5,616% ROAS. Melbourne-based building company, 13,182% return on ad spend. Adelaide-based solar company, 2,881% return on ad spend. Guys, the list goes on and on. If you are a trade-based business and you work with projects like roofing, solar, bathroom renovations, kitchen renovations, anything like that, head across to tradey.wiki forward slash pod for podcast. Tradey.wiki forward slash pod for podcast. Book in a conversation. It is game changing. Today's podcast has been proudly brought to you by Tradey Web Guys. Tradey Web Guys work with tradespeople only on their websites and marketing solutions to help them stand out from their competition. Everything from web design through to SEO, search engine marketing, content creation, you name it, guys. It is a customized solution for trade-based organizations, and it's fantastic. Head across to tradywebguys.com.au forward slash apply, fill in the form, and let's have a conversation. Giving tradies and contractors around the globe the tools to run a modern business. You're listening to Toolbox Talks from the Site Shed. Now here's your host, Matt Jones. Danielle, welcome back to the SciShed Podcast. Hey, Matt. It's great to be here. You're joining us today for the third and final episode, folks, of the Exit Strategy versus Wishful Hoping series. This is part three, which is Gracefully Exit and what your options are. Uh, In the previous episode, which was number two, we were talking about value building, which stemmed on from episode one, which was how to begin planning your exit strategy. Guys, if you missed those episodes, do go back and check them out. You'll probably find that we're going to reference them pretty heavily and a lot of what you'll learn today is going to tie into those previous episodes. So do yourself a solid and go check those ones out first. Danielle, thank you for joining us once again. Um, You're all the way over in Georgia in the US, probably getting a little bit late there for you. So you've got family get back to so thank you for taking the time great to be here i love it i appreciate it uh, you know it, it's a little bit late it's 5 10 and the the office closes at five and i'm sitting here thinking i don't know if i have an office key they might leave me here but that's okay <laughs> in the first episode as i touched on we talked about a lot about the planning the exit strategy and um you know having that you know that end game in mind and reverse engineering and doing all that kind of stuff so it was really valuable and in the last episode we spoke about um you know what are some of those how can we build value into the the business at different levels, which, you know, can impact, first of all, customer experience, but then, you know, as almost a serendipity of doing that, you know, how can we make our business look more presentable to someone that might want to come along and buy it? And in this episode, we're talking about how to gracefully exit your business. This is actually something that's kind of fresh in my mind after reading Jim Collins is good to great not so long ago, you know, when he talks about, you know, a lot about, you know, these these executives that find successes for their business and, you know, people that mm-hmm. can come in and essentially re- replace them. And I, it's kind of the same thing, I suppose, if you're going to sell your business, like, you know, uh, as much as you love the idea of having a huge amount of cash in your bank, mm-hmm. you know, for, the, for the better part, a lot of, you know, the feedback that I get anyway for a lot of um, trade businesses is that, you know, they spent their life building this business and they're not yeah. prepared to give it away to, you know, mm-hmm. some charlotte that's going to take it, run it into the ground and devalue you know, the business and mm-hmm. you know, kill their legacy. So yeah. um, I think like gracefully exit, I think gracefully is the key word there. And so I'm looking forward to diving a little bit further into those. 
Um, I guess we're talking to business owners here, really. I, I suppose as well, you know, with that said, you know, even as a business owner, you could certainly put a lot of uh, like a pretty big spin on what we're talking about to things like management positions within your business. You know, how could you help a manager gracefully exit, you know, and that's quite common. You see very often, you know, people in businesses that are sort of not maybe maybe tied to it to a degree because they've been there for so long and they're yeah. kind of part of the furniture, you know. Uh, so how can we help those people <laughs> gracefully exit, you know? Yeah, we could definitely talk about that. You know, when I think of uh, gracefully exit, what's wrong with not selling your business? What's wrong with just staying on as an owner and then having a president or a general manager running the business? And you maybe show up once a month to say hi because you like to go around and maybe you don't. But what's wrong with just owning a business and then you go and you go do your other hobby? You know, Matt, my dad was a contractor all my life. And today, if you ask me, hey, where's Rodney at these days? His name's Rodney. Well, he's probably in his garage uh, doing woodworking. <laughs> well, no, he's a woodworker now. And right. he was never into woodworking. You know, we, he never did any kind of woodworking at all my whole life. And now all of a sudden, he's got the coolest woodworking shop you ever saw. And it's his new hobby. It's really expensive. And so he's got to justify all the cool tools and things that he's buying now. But hey, you know, do you need any cabinets? Can I, can I make you some cabinets? Like, <laughs> no, not really. But, but that's what he's doing. Now, he still owns um, our business, you know, we're, we're partners in our, in our business, the new flat rate together. Well, he doesn't come in, so he hasn't sold it. He hasn't fully exited, but he has, it's not even, I don't know, do you call it retirement? He's now an owner and then he has somebody running the business. Now what's wrong with that? Isn't that a wonderful way to go for so many of us? I think as well, you know, and you hear this a lot, like for the better part, and my, my, my friend Darren has been on the show a couple of times. He's, he, he spends half his life half the year overseas sometimes more and the feedback he gets is when he's home is when are you going away again and <laughs> I, I think it's kind of like music to your ears to a degree yeah you know, he know he can see things improving when he's away and he's like yeah. oh, i don't really need to be there however that said yeah. you know like there's there are as we touched on you know in previous episodes your role within your business will change. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I look at, you know, the role in my own business right now and I know the value. I know what I'm most valuable in by doing this sort of thing, like creating content that might seem like if you look at and and I've got myself on the org chart, you know, or the perspective org chart where I want to be, it's Mm -hmm. so far down the chain. It's like below the marketing manager, like, you know, like creating content and like that's, uh, but I know that fuels other, I mean, that's not to say that I'm going to, I'm not across everything. Of course I'm across everything. Yeah. But I just know like where I'm, my time is best spent mm-hmm. is, you know, is, is not necessarily obvious to, you know, to the business owner, you know? And so, yeah, like you say, I mean, you look at Rodney and Rodney's now, you know, essentially retired and that, that's probably mm-hmm. like, sounds like a dream to a lot of people um, being able to, you know, have a business that pays you mm-hmm. and you don't essentially have to do it, do anything in it. However, you know, for other, for a lot of your other guys out there, it might mean a bit more time that you can do things to yourself or it might mean like we touched on back in, you know, when we're talking about um, organizational structure, you know, like how can you remove yourself from stuff that you just mm-hmm. hate doing? You know, you might, you might hate doing the accounts receivable. You might hate reconciling. You might mm-hmm. hate chasing bills. You might hate dealing with customers. You might hate like answering phones or whatever yeah. it is, you know? Like, so how do you gracefully exit from that part of the business, you know? And so mm-hmm. it doesn't necessarily mean you have to hang up the boots and completely retire. For some of us, it might, you know, but, um, yeah. but 
I think, you know, the premise of like the egg having an exit strategy in place is that you can essentially walk away from the entire business and not necessarily be tied to it. And if you look at yeah. Rodney right now, if Rodney turned around and said, tomorrow I want to sell out, and you'd be like, sure. Like, you don't do anything anyway, go, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It It's really important as an owner to be able to identify the highest and best use of your time. And Rodney, similar to you, you know, is really great at content creation and ideas. So he'll come and he'll come to the office and he'll visit. I got to get a blank piece of paper so that I can actually show you this visual. But he'll come by and he'll talk to me for an hour. And then I'll say, I'll draw a big sign, you know, uh, let's see, where's my camera? No new. That's supposed to be a, a no sign. You know what I mean? Like I'll put the word new on the whiteboard and I'll say, no, no more new, no more new. That's enough. I have enough to implement for now. Right. You know, you got to go away for a while. But identifying the highest and best use of your time as an owner for you at content creation because you've replaced yourself in other positions and you've gotten out of the way to let your team members grow their positions, right? And if we were going to think about gracefully exiting an exit strategy and what do we want our legacy to be, how awesome is it to know that you have a team of people that are fulfilling their purpose by really growing and doing what they're passionate about every day, that you have the right people on your team that are so passionate about your company and what they're doing, and they didn't get there because you bonused and incentivized them. You didn't just go out and hire somebody and give them a big bonus and say, okay, you're going to do this position and know that they're going to just show up every day and do it passionately because they love it. No, it doesn't happen like that, right? You either do or you don't. So finding and getting the right people in there takes time and recognizing, looking to the future, okay, someday I'm going to exit whether I want to or not, and maybe I just want to be an owner but not have to run it every single day. Matt, I know a lot of people in the trades who are who are owners and who have general managers running all of their technicians, their warehouses, all their inventory, and so now their hobbies, uh, you know, one in particular friend of mine in Texas, he just built like like a small water park for his town, and so he loves to do community events and parties. So, you know, he owns this really great heating and air electrical and plumbing company, you know, which is wonderful and excellent and very successful. But what he does now, he still owns it on the day-to-day. He's running his little water park over here for the community because that's what he loves. But it took time. You know, like we were talking about before, it takes over 20 years to be an overnight success. Things don't just happen. You got to work and work, but starting with the end in mind, you know, and backing out what do I want it to look like? Do I have the right people to help me get there? And am I getting out of their way by recognizing and identifying the highest and best use of my time and everybody's time? And I think as well, like that, you know, having that strategy in place and having that framework within your mm-hmm. business, like you said before, like empowering people to take control and make decisions and, mm-hmm. and, and you know, sure, follow process, but then put their spin on, you know, how it's delivered, you know, like process isn't there to remove creativity. It's there to improve it by, you know, giving them less to worry about, you know, but like essentially part of that exit strategy could involve those people potentially, you know, and you you see it quite Mm -hmm. often where you've got general managers or you've got people that started as the the apprentice or the box packer and they moved their way up to site site supervisor and then they moved into, you know, whatever it is, all of a sudden they're general manager and then sure they get, you know, they they get equity in the business or they potentially, Mm -hmm. you know, buy the business or whatever that might look like. So for a lot of you guys, uh, you know, that, and this might hit home to a lot of people out there, there might have people in their company that may potentially one day, you know, you might see them as a potential successor, but you've got to make sure that you've got, like typically those type of people are people that want to be challenged and they want to be driven and they yeah. want to 
they want to see a path to success. And I know, you know, one of the big the big things that we focus on is that org chart. And we've spoken about mm-hmm. it a million times and just making sure that you know, when people come into a certain position in the business, they understand where they could end up and mm-hmm. what that might look like for them. That takes a lot of work it, 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 and does. a lot of ongoing work, I might say. Like, you know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm revisiting the org chart weekly, you know, and I'm mm-hmm. making changes to things. Yeah updating deliverables and, you know, trying to get feedback from the team, you know, where are you, you know, where are the bottlenecks? Where could we potentially remove some of these, you know, issues? Does it mean more people? Does it mean more technology? Does it, like, what does it look like? You know, you've really, mm-hmm. got to, you've really got to consider all these things. And so, like, in terms of, like, gracefully exiting, like, as, as, as much as we're all looking at this going, yeah, I'd love to gracefully exit my business, we've also got to look at, well, how can we help, people within our organisation gracefully exit their current role so they can move into, you know, perhaps a higher area or a different part of the business which can remove me further. Like by me helping them gracefully exit this role, I'm helping myself gracefully exit from this role. Is that kind of mindset. Yeah. So. Yeah. um, You know, it comes a lot down for me to honesty, being really honest that somebody else could take this position a little bit further. And that's what's best for the company. And I think as well, like, you know, the, the whole dilution when you're across too many departments and you're across too many things, you know, you're diluted. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you've got people that have come in for a specific role in a certain area in the business, right? you know, they've got focus and they've got direction and they've yeah. got like set deliverables and tasks and mm-hmm. they can really, they will certainly do it better because that's instead of them trying to do 15 things, they're doing one really well. Yes, <clears throat> yes. So I think that's a big... And But, I mean, those things don't happen overnight, you know, and, mm-hmm. and they certainly, in my experience, they very rarely happen without planning mm-hmm. um, or they very rarely happen successfully without planning, you know. Yeah. People have this big goal, oh, I want to bring on a general manager. It sounds great, but, like, yeah. you know, you go and bring in a general manager tomorrow, you essentially cut the business profit into pieces, you know, perhaps reduce it all and then all of a sudden right. hemorrhaging and you can't afford this person, you've got to let them go and then you blame them and, like, you, you've got to make sure it's well planned. Yeah, you do. And, you know, depending on the size of your company too, um, you know, your audience, I don't know if you guys are small companies or large companies. They're all different. Uh, totally. So uh, for some, it might start in the form of a personal assistant or a, it, a personal yeah. assistant I mean, who, it, who then becomes a project manager, your right hand, then becomes that you start offloading all of your major tasks. And then over time, if it's the trustworthy, loyal person that identifies with the core values of the business and it, the loyalty is both ways, and you learn this over time, if the loyalty is there, if this is a person that's going to be loyal to you and you're going to be loyal to that person, then you start letting go of the rent, reins and letting them make more business decisions. And then all of a sudden, you realize, wait a minute, this can be a succession plan right here. It doesn't have to be hiring you know, this general manager over here. It could start with a, a PA, a personal assistant project manager. I, I tell you, it can start at a piece of technology. And sure I speak to so many businesses right yeah. now, and, and, and they just hemorrhage at things like mm-hmm. you know cr- creating invoices and chasing invoices and i just think you guys are at it you guys are insane yeah. like, even even my bookkeeper yesterday she sends me an invoice right mm-hmm. and i emailed her back and i said oh your payment link doesn't work and she says i don't have a payment link it's my bookkeeper <laughs> right I know. And she's, yeah. she's sort of on the chopping block already <laughs> and i think she just put the final <laughs> nail in to be honest because i'm like this is oh insane like you can't yeah. like how could you like, so now the yeah. alternative is I've got to go log into my bank. I've got to do an EFT right. transfer. Like, yeah. I mean, our banking system compared to, you know, the US, it's, it's quite easy to do online payments. 
Um, but even still, like I'm just thinking, this is ridiculous. Yeah. This is so when you're looking at the highest and best use of your time as an owner, and what do you need to be doing? Take a list of everything that else that you do, and you got to delegate it out, right? You got to get rid of it. And if you're having to be involved with your bookkeeper, yeah, that person's going to have to go. You're going to have to find somebody that you don't have to do that with. So I just encourage you guys out there, um, you know, when you're looking at like gracefully exiting, look at the things that are taking up a lot of your time and, and perhaps unnecessarily or look at things that maybe, you know, where where is your time best spent and figure out how you can remove yourself from the other stuff, gracefully exit from the other stuff so that you can focus more, you know, where your time's most valuable. And that could be, I'm going to bring in a job management software mm-hmm. that can help me improve our mm-hmm. deliverables and help us improve the way we manage our jobs. It could mean I'm going to put in a bookkeeping software so that I haven't, so we've got complete clarity and we can invoice on the job and we can take payment and we can do all this kind of stuff. I mean, this technology is like a dime a dozen yeah. these days. I think, you know, zero bookkeeping, which we use in Australia, I think with payroll, it's like $60 a month. Like, and it saves yeah. thousands of dollars in, in accounting fees. But some people look at it and they go, oh, I don't know, 60 bucks a month. I don't know if it's an expense I'm willing to pay. And I'm like, yeah, like look at the bigger picture. Yeah. Look at how much you're spending yeah. it's extra your time. It's your time. your time. Yeah. It's mind-boggling. Yeah, so, identifying yeah. what your time is worth as the owner and then are you willing to spend that much money on that? No. And so, yeah, I think the ripple effect of like gracefully exiting is is very apparent and it goes all the way down to – you know, roll the way down to te- technology. You know, if you can bring in a, yeah. I mean, you look at 20 years ago in business, right? Before cloud bookkeeping software, that was a very manual labor intensive task that would essentially sure. have a accounts receivable or accounts payable, or maybe an, an internal bookkeeper sitting at a desk in an office, in a building, like doing this stuff. And now you can essentially do the whole thing uh, from the app on your phone. Right. Isn't that crazy? But, but now, you know, you look at just like some of these businesses that are kind of been, and, and one of the, I mean, probably less less relevant to people that are watching this because we're kind of preaching to the choir, but you, you know, you look at some of these businesses that are stuck in operational methods that they've inherited from companies they worked at or they've taken all over, you know, and they don't know any different. Mm-hmm. And I've said, you know, I've said it before, you know, when I, when I did my apprenticeship, I worked in a company and that said that was, you know, almost 20 years ago as well. Uh, but, you know, that, you know, they did the carbon copy invoicing and they did that sort of, that, that's how they operated. They'd go, and I yeah. just thought, well, this is how it's done. You go there, you, you do yep. the job, you write out a carbon copy invoice, you leave it with the, mm-hmm. with the, the client and then you have the people in the office chase the bills for months and maybe you get paid, maybe you don't. And then I went and worked for another company and all of a sudden they're using these, they've got like, they've got a computer that does it all and it's just all, and, and, and then they, they're carrying little bank terminals and they take payment on, you know, well, little bank mm-hmm. terminals. They were like freaking lunchboxes back then. <laughs> you know, they take payment on site. I'm like, whoa, that's so much better. You haven't got to chase bills. They're like, yeah, no, we just take all yeah. the payment. We do the work, get paid. I'm like, yeah. So there's all these little things, right? And better ways you yeah. can refine process, tying back to what we said, you know, you know, in a previous episode. There's always ways mm-hmm. you can improve process. And it's not to say that you should be constantly changing the way you do things, but certainly be receptive to better ways. Yeah, and you know, business owners are, can be so busy, so busy. And I had a baby this year, Matt, which was so awesome. But what was so great about it? Uh, here we are, you know, in quarantine, COVID nineteen, uh, and so I. I 
had to quarantine my company. We all went home for 30 days and here I am 40 weeks pregnant working out of the basement of my house. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is horrific. Um, but what was awesome about it is I had a wonderful, beautiful little precious baby. Awesome things come out of that, right? Uh, and then two months maternity leave. And so when you're at home and you're on maternity leave, you know, I did a lot of work to make sure that I wasn't running my business while I was on leave. There's times when you can't help it and, you know, maybe an accident or something happens and, and you can't set yourself up for that. But in this scenario, I knew the baby was coming. I knew maternity leave was coming and I knew I was planning to be out of the office. And so for those two months, my office shockingly did not need me. They did fine. They sailed forward with flying colors. And, you know, it's a little bit ahead of the pride that, uh, you know, they don't really need me that much. But <laughs> You know, sometimes as the owner, we're not the most important person. We get in the way. But what it showed me again is such a good eye opener. Don't get busy. Don't get busy. So when I came back in July, back to the office, I had to fight that internal. It was, it was a big challenge. You know, don't get busy. Don't get busy. And so every day coming in, just don't get busy. Don't just say, yes, I'll do that. I'll do this. And instead, I had to free up and stay freed up to be thinking. Because as an owner, we have to spend time to think to work on our business instead of in it. Mm -hmm. But when we get busy, we can't, right? Mm -hmm. But I was away for two months and they didn't die. They yeah. were all still here when I got back. But why the minute do I walk back in the door? I think, oh, I got to get busy again and justify. I don't know, right? So it, it was so good for me. Not everybody can go and get pregnant and have a baby. I recognize that. But, you know, it forced me to be out of the office for two months to think, all right, what systems are in place? What can happen when I get back not to get busy so that I can work on my business? So as owners, if we're going to improve a little bit, we're going to start thinking about our exiting, thinking about our value building, uh, thinking about uh, you know our team and all the different things, not getting busy. I just want to remind everybody, again, like you said, preaching to the choir, but to delegate something from your list today. Whatever your priorities are, delegate at least one thing today. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's a really good like starting point for most things, you know, like just how can I remove like that whole 1%, you know, um, mm -hmm. I don't know what you call it, like mindset thing or, you know, improve by 1% every day kind of thing. Like, yes, yes. You know, I think that's right. If you, you know, if you can, if you can delegate or you can outsource one thing, you know, like mm -hmm. what potentially could that free up for you? Um, well, and, and the reason why I challenge to do that is to start moving towards getting in the habit of every single day when you make your list of, hey, this is what we're going to do for the company today. This is what we're going to accomplish. Then looking at that list and delegating out as many things as you can. So start mm -hmm. with one, but then tomorrow, delegate out as many as you can and yeah. free up your time. Well, look, this has been great. I don't know if we need to go too much more into this one. What do you think? I mean, there's so talk many. All day, so we'll stop there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's so this again. There's so many awesome resources available for people to help them with these things. You know, like there's mm -hmm. business coaches and there's books and there's podcasts and there's all this kind of stuff around. So just get out there and find them. You know, like if you if you guys are out there looking for you know reputable coaches, hit me up in the Facebook group. I'll connect you. Like we have so many awesome coaches that are part of our pro, uh, part of our community. Many of them have been on the show. Some of them haven't, but they're still great. You know, and they and mm -hmm. a lot of these people specialize in things like this. You know, like there is mm -hmm. there'd be countless books on exiting exit strategy. I can tell you right now. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's just a matter of you taking some initiative and getting up and finding that stuff if that's relevant to where you are in business. This may not be relevant to where you are in business, but it's still good to know because as we spoke yeah. about in the first episode, you know, it's all about planning for that point in time when it does become relevant. So, 
Anyway, Danielle, this has been fantastic. Thank you so much for your time. I should probably let you go and get back to your little baby. Danielle, you're from uh, the new flat rate. That's the newflatrate.com. Uh, there'll be links and everything in the show notes to where you can get hold of Danielle. Yeah, thank you very much for your time. Uh, that was the third episode that we did on, that we just recorded on the exit strategy versus wishful hoping series. Um, again, guys, go back and check the first two out if you missed them. They were all just as awesome. Um, Danielle, thank you very much. And we look forward to speaking to you again in the future, hopefully. Hey, thanks, Matt. It's been great. That's a wrap. Thank you for listening to another episode of Toolbox Talks. If you're liking what you hear, then you can head across to the siteshed.com where you can join our community by signing up to our Toolbox Talks. Uh, You'll get sent a weekly notification, which is basically a highlight of everything that we've spoken about during that week, along with any other industry news that may be relevant or specific to the trades. If you're enjoying the show, you can head across to iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud, where you can leave us a review. Uh, That would be fantastic, and all the reviews get read out in the show. Uh, Likewise, if you have any friends or colleagues that you think would benefit from the show and the, the episodes that we create, then please go ahead and share it with them. Thanks for tuning in, guys. I hope you enjoyed that podcast. Please, if you did, head across to iTunes and leave us a review. We would very much appreciate that. Anyway, if you are a project-based trade business and you work in solar or bathroom renovations or kitchen renovations or roofing or something along those lines, and you would like to see some of the results that we've been showcasing in our marketing on for your business, thousands of percent return on ad spend, 2,000, 3,000, 5,000, 7,000, 13,000% return on ad spend, please head across to tradey.wiki forward slash pod for podcast. That's tradey.wiki forward slash pod for podcast. It will be well worth the conversation and I can't wait to chat with you. Ciao.